0: Well, good morning, everyone. Thank you, our powerful, mighty army of worship team, because um, you know, this week I had uh, the opportunity to meet a new friend <laughs> in Hagerstown. Yay! Okay, making more friends every time. So I made I made a friend, and we went to uh, took our kids to the park, and we hung out with the kids <laughs> that 's what moms do. We somehow get to have more conversation when the kids are having fun amen and as we sat and we just looked into each other's eyes, it was as if like just there was just a connection, and it was really neat because in this interaction that we had, we asked each other, Hey, how did you get saved? How did you come to know the lord and It had been a while, to be honest with you, since I had personally shared kind of my story, my, you know, salvation story. And it's so powerful because it's like there is such power when we share, how did we come to the Lord? And sometimes we can get so caught up in the mundane, in the news, in the what's happening that we forget the most eternal decision that we've ever made, right? And it just brought me back to like, this is what it's all about. Like, this is for sure. Like, I'm safe. Regardless of what the news is going to say tomorrow or not say tomorrow or what the new things may come in the future, like, this is eternal. And so as she even, she went ahead and shared her testimony with me, and our eyes both tear up, like, oh, my goodness. Like, we, um, it's almost like we we were not of this world anymore once again. We just were reminded, like, there is an eternal story here and so I encourage you I really I really encourage you these moments uh, and especially these songs that we sang today it just takes you to the place where you realize okay I was I was saved like c- remember the eternal things remember the eternal things on a daily basis right and so and I encourage you, as much as you can I know this sometimes we um it feels casual but I encourage you like in those conversations, ask a friend. If they're not saved yet, share your story. That may bring them to the Lord. Sometimes just your testimony alone, right, will impact someone so much that they say, I need that. But if they're, if they're already in the family of God, share that with one another because it's like, hey, this is how we are related. This is how we got here. Amen? All right. So I do want to pray, and then I do have a word that I believe is from the Lord, and I just felt I'm so excited because all week long, it just bubbled in me like, it's coming. And so now I feel like, okay, I get to deliver it. Like, okay, Lord. You know, when it's like, uh, when you get your FedEx notice, like it's, it's on its way, you know, when you're ordering from Amazon and you're checking like, when is it coming? My kids love going to the mailbox because we get stuff. <laughs> so we're expecting some Legos hopefully today, Jude. I really hope it comes today. Ah. Uh, and all kinds of goodies and so i just want like like pastor terry said i want us to have that expectation because it's not coming from me it's coming from god's like i have something to deliver through my word this morning so let's pray lord we thank you for this day is we have already exalted and had a place where we got to remember your goodness lord your glory we thank you that your your word says that your mercies are new every morning and so even though this week some of us may have had challenges even stumble on things god we know that lord you your word is faithful even when we are faithless you remain faithful lord so lord thank you that your word says that you forgive all of our sin so this morning we come before you and we just want to put it right in front of you lord to lord say any sin in our lives and our hearts god We confess it right now and we repent and we turn back to you lord thank you that you cleanse us from all unrighteousness that jesus himself became sin and he was hung on a cross and he was cursed so that we might be the righteousness of god in christ jesus so this morning we let go of any shame we let go of any guilt we let go of any condemnation and we receive grace and mercy one more time father from you the throne from you this morning so that we might experience the life more abundantly that you died on the cross to give us that your son jesus died on the cross so lord this morning we received this word not as those who are not of your kingdom but as those that are of your kingdom and those that are called the beloved we receive this word as your beloved children in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So speaking of beloved children, I have three beloved children, and i they are very lovely. So can I tell you guys a quick story? Yesterday, I thought it would be uh, a good time to clean out my car, because as you guys know, school time started, and we have a lot more a lot more driving time, which means a lot messier car. For those of you moms, you know, dads, you know. <laughs> there are cracks in the car that I'm like, how did stuff get, how did? How do you get stuff to the cracks? I don't understand, but I do know that we have to clean the car once in a while. So we were like, I'm gonna just, I'm, I'm like, I'm feeling it. I'm gonna roll up my sleeves. I'm just feeling it right now. Nothing can stop me. So I got my vacuumed out, and I mean, I, w- I was like, I'm gonna do the works. Like I. So I started to clean out my car, and my girls were out in our cul-de-sac riding their bikes. I thought, okay, all is well. I can keep cleaning. Jewel rushes over with her bike and her unicorn helmet. She's like, Mom, Mom, I've got help. I'm like, okay, (laughs) did you hire somebody? Like, who who am I expecting? Like, she's like, my friends are on their way. They're coming, Mom. My friends are on their way, and they're all going to help you, Mom. I'm like, oh, my, this just turned into a whole other thing. (laughs) Like, now we are going to have a whole other event. But actually, three of our neighbors came along with Jewel and Faith. I mean, these guys are no joke. They clean. You know, little people can get into the cracks better than I can. (laughs) I have a lot more, uh, you know, a lot more to have to get. And so they were like, vacuuming the back row and the front row and the middle row and then wiping the windows. There's still a little, you know, little fingerprints, but I love it. And so we have started a card detailing business, you guys. At the end of service, I'll give you my card. Contact me. Jewel will make the appointments and we'll bring our gang with us <laughs> because it happens. So I just thought, Lord, this is like just brought me so much joy because the mom came over, the mom of the little guys, she was like, I don't want you to be trouble like please feel free to like you know just send my kids home if they're in the way I was like honey I have workers like I'm not sending them home I was like I just want you to know I will treat them to something later so this isn't child labor I they volunteer and I happily welcome that so I mean it my car is the cleanest that you've ever seen it so you can go inspect anyways I just thought everyone needed to know we we have a clean car so this morning as as I've been preparing I really felt the Lord has been keeps reminding me and for for a little bit here in this season of um, the just the phrase what's in your hand what's in your hand and I've been really pondering on that and saying Lord because I feel like the Lord has given even recently given me opportunities and opened some doors for ministry, and open some doors to, to influence and to bring an impact. And I felt like the Lord keeps saying, what is in your hand? What is in your hand right now? And so many times we can think about what do we not have, right? If I only had this much more money, if I only had this many more people to help me, I've got them if you guys need helpers i've got them you know if i only had more time if i only had um, if i was more intelligent if i only had more of a degree if i only had the lord just kept reminding me what do you have and so this morning the actually the name of this teaching is called what is in your hand and the lord reminded me of the passage where we know as the very first miracle that was recorded In scripture which was turning the water into wine so we know that we know that it was uh, Jesus was at a wedding can you believe it Jesus went to weddings he went to a wedding and the story goes that his mother realized that they had run out of wine and that in that especially in that culture was very shameful to run out of wine at a wedding because this is like you are representing your family it just would be a bad name to run it's almost like when you're like we're out of food it would be bad to turn people away and so the story goes that when they came to jesus and jesus and and actually was his mother that said we have no wine and i know all of you men relate because when (laughs) when your wife said we're out of ice you know, they're not just informing you. They want you to go to the store, right? <laughs> Dad's always like, I'm going to the store. I'm like, I know, Daddy, you're so awesome. Because he'll just jump. Because he knows if we're out of something, somebody's got to go get it, right? And so Mary, his mother, approaches Jesus and says, you have no wine. And, of course, Jesus is like, what does that have to do with me? So we're going to read out a little bit out of chapter um, John chapter 2. I'm going to talk through some of it but then i do want us to read some of the portions because i feel like it's important for us to listen to what the lord is saying to us jesus in verse four responds to her jesus says to her woman what does that what does your concern have to do with me men you can relate (laughs) as women we want to tell your concerns and obviously it relates to you right we're out of something you got to fix it and so And so he says to his mother, my hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, whatever he says to do, do it. So obviously Mary was not paying attention to Jesus. Jesus is like, it's not my time. And she's like, okay, fine. Whatever he tells you, do it. (laughs) Right? That sounds like a woman. We're like, we heard you, but please tell. And so Mary's word here is so important for us to catch Whatever he says to you, do it. Whatever he says to you, do it. And I felt like this was a word for us this morning. That some of us are trying to look to like, well, what do we do? We know that we have a problem. We know that we are out of something. We know that we have a need. And we try to figure out ways that that are not working. And Mary very simply says, whatever he says to do, do it. So this morning, I want you guys to think of whatever situation that you may be in. Maybe it's lack. Maybe it's uh, health. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's in your marriage. You've come to your the end of it, and, and you're like, I don't know what else to do. Mary is speaking to us <laughs> through God's word, saying, "Whatever He says to you, do it." So and it says, "Now there were set." Now there were set. Um, six water pots of stone according to the manner of purification of the Jews containing 20 or 30 gallons apiece. I did the math. I did the math. That would be about 180 gallons of wine. So it's not just, we need a little bit, you know, like, can you go to the neighbor's house? I've done that before. (laughs) Can I borrow some? It was like, no, no, something major was going to have to happen here because there was a lot. And Jesus, um, Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water, and they fill them up to the brim. Okay, if that was me, I'm sorry, but I would be like, okay, I filled it. Okay, that's done. Okay, I filled it. Because I'm like, my faith would be like, all right, he can probably just give me maybe a gallon, and hopefully that'll do it. But they filled it to the brim, right? Which if you, if again, if we're talking about these gallons, that would be like, 180 gallons like all filled with like okay now what so this is the instruction that jesus gave them fill the water pots with water and you're like but jesus we need wine why why would you embarrass us why would we do something that would be so illogical how do, how is this gonna even help sometimes the lord gives us something to do and we think it's just silly it's so illogical why would that be any help god and god's looking for our obedience right because it doesn't make sense but yet he's giving us something to do and sometimes god's like i'm waiting to perform my miracle in your life of what you're expecting but i need you to do what i asked you to do before i can come in and do what i only i can do right sometimes we're like well you know, you talk to people, you're like, yeah, you know, I've been hand, dealing with this for such a long time. And, and obviously you want to help and you want to talk through like, well, where are you at? And what have you been praying? And what does God say? So they tell you, well, God told me six months ago to do this. You're like, okay, so what happened? Well, I haven't done it. Really? Really? And I've <laughs> I've been there, right? Where it's like, God told us, what to do in essence like if if they would have if god jesus would have said to them fill these water pots with water and they thought that's so silly and we just walk away and forget it they would have missed out on the first miracle ever recorded i mean a miracle you guys i'm not talking about something cool happened like this was a miracle so let's keep reading and they filled them to the brim and he said to them draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast and they took it again if 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 this is if this is happening imagine like okay i'm gonna draw some water out that's pretend wine right you know and now we're gonna give it now okay if this doesn't work we're gonna be really embarrassed here you guys because as soon as i give it to the master it says that he he didn't even say why don't you try it a little bit make sure it's Okay, and then spit it back if it doesn't taste good. Didn't didn't even say that. Like, try it out, figure out if it's going to be, you know, worth anything. But he said, draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. Jesus. And so here's like us, us as believers, sometimes God asks us to step out in big time faith. And we're risking a lot because if this thing didn't taste like at least, at least grape juice, that would be so embarrassing. But Jesus didn't waver. He wasn't like, well, you know, give it to the person who's least. He was like, give it to the master and make sure that you take it to that person. Because we know that when they took it, they were in awe. Like, why did you, because back in that, in that in that culture. You would put the best wine first, and now people have drunk the wine, and then now they won't realize if it's good or bad wine. But he, he, the master said, why did you keep, have you kept the good wine until now? So, and it says, this beginning, this beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee, and and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. And I love this because this demonstrates like, you know what? It wasn't about, well, they're out of wine. We need to help. Okay. Yes, it did meet the need. How many of us have needs? We all have needs, right? We all have needs. But when we allow God to work through what is, he's given us to do and what's in our hand and what are we capable of doing, because they were capable of filling it with water. That wasn't the miracle, right? It was when they could not turn that thing into wine right and we know that the wine making process would be months years years and years so for them to have such good quality wine obviously that would take a miracle so what i love about this and what i really felt is god is leading us is into these new territories of our faith growing because as we grow in our faith our territory and our capacity grows as well i really felt like this will manifest his glory everyone say his glory His glory. Because they didn't come back to the guy with the jug that came and, here's your wine. It's like, you're amazing. You brought the wine. You know, it was like, okay, Mary was right. Jesus did a miracle. And when we get to show people the miracles in our lives, obviously it's not for us. It's because we want to manifest his glory here on the earth. We want people to know God is awesome. He is awesome. It's not our greatness. It is his greatness, right? And so it's okay to be humble, but it's also okay to say, can I tell you what God did? Like, this is amazing. And so I really feel like God, sometimes he gives us such simple instruction that we can miss it because we think, that's too easy, God. What do you mean just fill it with water? But it takes just the faith. It takes faith because he is all about it. Like he is in the moment wanting us to experience these miracles right it's sometimes illogical right how many of you guys know putting a lot of water (laughs) i mean it's like you're either going to waste a lot of water or you're just going to look really silly sometimes those things that god tells us to do they will feel illogical right it will feel like this is something is not right what this doesn't make sense this won't you know one plus one is two why is this adding up to more okay sometimes it will feel like it's not enough right god gives us a, a direction and just like this obviously putting water into those pots would not have been enough to make wine and so sometimes we dismiss god's instructions because we think it's not enough what do you mean if i do this you know i feel like we've seen god's hand do some things that are just keep blowing our mind because when he told us to Pick up and pack up and move to California. We're like, okay, God, we could really look silly here if it's not you. But because we know it's you, we're trusting you all the way. And we knew that what we what we had and the resources we had, the even the connections we had would not have been enough. It just would not have been enough. But we knew with God, all things are possible. And so we're experiencing and seeing God's hand. In so many in every area right now, and seeing God bring to pass things that we could not have right we could not have, but we knew it's not enough so god's invitation to us this morning is that He wants us to participate in the miracle, right, so whatever it is that your our need our your need our need w- is let's be in agreement that we're going to participate in the miracle if He tells you fill up your, <laughs> fill up your tub with whatever. You know, obviously it's, this was an example, but if he tells you something, don't wait for things to make sense. Don't wait for things to all line up. Because sometimes, let me tell you, God is faithful and he'll come through. But Sometimes there is a window of time, right? Because if they would have been like, you know what, we'll do it tomorrow. Because tomorrow, we would have thought through it a little bit better, God, and by tomorrow we can come back and we'll see how these pots look. The wedding's over, people, (laughs) right? And so it's like, okay, yay, there was the wine, but now God did not get the glory because by tomorrow the guests are gone. And, okay, so what, now you have your wine, but you didn't get to exemplify this is the glory of God. We need it now. It needs to come through now. Amen? Amen. Amen. Um, there's so many examples throughout the Bible, but I just feel so strongly that the Lord's saying to us today that he wants breakthrough in every area of our lives. And he, and we could, we, we don't want to miss out if we don't by, by missing just God's instructions. We don't want to miss out because there really is breakthrough. There really is breakthrough. Amen. Sometimes it may be things in our marriage. God may give us such simple instruction because he knows us. He knows our spouses. He he knows all the ins and outs of our relationships. And he may give us such a little instruction, so tiny, but yet God's in it. He's like, if you do this, here's your breakthrough, right? Sometimes it may be as simple as like, you know, listen more, talk less. I don't know. God knows, he knows a lot more about communication than any of us do. And so sometimes we could miss it. And you know what? It's part of it is just being able to tune in our ears to him, to what is he saying, right? To what is he, what is he saying to us? So again, I felt like the Lord saying there are so many breakthroughs awaiting us And he's with us and he wants to talk to us like in real time, (laughs) right? Because when we've got issues, it's real time stuff that we need. It's not, hey, God, well, just heads up in five months, I'm probably going to need X, Y, and Z. It's like, no, God, we need your help right this minute, right? Amen. Here's another example that I felt was very important uh, to share with you today that I thought, okay, Lord, you are speaking to us. This is when the, when, uh, Jesus called his disciples, he was using their boat, he borrowed their boat, and then he wanted to show his signs and wonders. If you can turn with me, if you have your Bible, to Luke chapter 5, we're going to start in verse 8. We're going to read just a little bit of the portion, but it says in chapter 5 of Luke verse 4, and I think we're going to have it up there, yay, (laughs) it says, when he had stopped speaking, Jesus had been speaking, he had borrowed a boat from these fishermen, and the reason why he borrowed a boat, was because when, that, when he would be on the water, the, his voice would be able to go out more. Like it was kind of like amplification of his voice in the water. So he would go in a boat and then speak to the crowds. And then he says that when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, this is Simon before he was Peter, launch out into the deep and let lay down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. <laughs> so Jesus, again, is giving him very simple. He's a fisherman, so he understands. He's not saying something that's, you know, outside of the context. He's saying, do what you do. Go launch out into the deep and let down your nets. Let down your nets. Please pay attention to this. Nets, plural. Let down your nets. For a catch i this sounds like jesus was pretty confident don't you think he was pretty confident of like do what you do get your catch get your fish go go about your day but simon peter said to him master and i can just imagine and i can just feel the frustration and the illogical you know those those illogical thoughts that are going through his mind we have toiled all night fishermen fish at night because fish can see you during the day. See, there's a little science. <laughs> fish can see you during the day. So they would fish at night. They'd come back in the morning. They'd be dirty, tired, and they'd wash their nets because that's how you know they would upkeep them. But these aren't like little nets that you just go fishing with. These are heavy-duty nets that they would have to wash and clean. And we used to have a pool, and we I would have to put out the net for... Um, just to get because we had a net that would cover it so that the kids would be safe but when they'd want to go swimming I would have to undo the net and roll it and so you bet that I would make sure my kids would I would force them to swim at least three hours because this was so much work I'm like I am not because you know kids want to swim and they're like I'm done I'm like you will swim (laughs) <laughs> you will swim because I just work so hard. Anyway, so I can just imagine the toil like we have toiled all night. Have you ever felt like you've got told God, I'm done? Like I've done everything I can to do. I work through the night. Sorry, God. But thankfully, Simon. Follow through. He says, and he and he says, We've caught nothing, okay? So nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the Net, yay, Simon, one net, <laughs> okay? Partial obedience, right? How many of us have obeyed partially? Yeah? <laughs> you guys aren't raising your hand. It's okay, don't leave, me, don't leave me here by myself, right? We're like, okay, God, I'll do it, but, eh, you know. I can't talk a lot about my kids because one of them's here, but sometimes we have that problem that we have that partial obedience of we did it halfway. So this is him. He says, I will let down my net. Great. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish. And their net was breaking. I told you, Peter. (laughs) Have you guys ever told somebody, I told you? I told you. Wives, we've never done that. We never even thought it, right? (laughs) Just kidding. We think of it all the time. But I told you. So he said, he said, you know, the nets were breaking why were they breaking because jesus told them lay put down your nets and he partially obeyed which meant he partially received the blessing right It's such such a heavy catch that now he he literally the nets were breaking so i feel like the lord saying sometimes we miss out on the breakthrough we miss out on the blessing we miss out on the provision because we partially obeyed and God's like, but I had, I had a lot more, but because we partially obeyed, we miss out on the full blessing. Okay. And so again, this isn't condemnation. This is like, Hey guys, I feel like God's like waking us up to like, there's so much more. I really felt in my heart. There is so much more for us. There's so much more for our families in the kingdom. There's so much more for our marriages. There's so much more for our homes. There's so much more for the influence that he has if we just kind of like a, you know, like kids, they just believe like, yes, Lord, I'll do my nets. I'll throw my nets. And so it says that they came and they filled both the boats because they ha- actually had to call partners over and they began to sink. I mean, this was a great catch. And again, this was God's, Jesus got the glory. It wasn't like, whoa, Simon, good job. Like, How did you know to throw your net now? He didn't. And that's the awesome thing. We don't have to worry about how it's all going to match up. When we obey, we will receive the blessing because we're seeing God's handiwork in it, not ours, right? He didn't say, well, Simon, go study and figure out and then throw your net when it's logical, when it's the right time, when you've got to rest. Sometimes (laughs) that doesn't happen, right? And so, felt like this was another word of the lord saying for us we need to make up our minds that we will follow through because god has great blessing i believe that on this church there's god is wants to pour out his blessing on this church he wants not for us so we're like yay look at us we're great but so that the people people are neighbors and our friends and just We'll begin to draw them to the Lord, right? His goodness, right? It's his goodness that leads us. So when I see someone's God's goodness on someone's life, I'm drawn to that. Like, that is amazing. And so again, it's God saying, I've got blessing on Hagerstown Four Square Church. I got blessing on your family, right? On the Jaegers, on the Gables, all of you. The Pauluses. I got blessing on your family. But I want to be able to display my glory as you obey you step out okay I want to wrap up with this I often I love talking about David y'all know because I've preached on David a bit but I really caught something this time because I thought you know what a little shepherd boy right that was on a date unidentifiable right when the when the prophet came to the house and he was like where are your kids where are your boys they forgot about David David was out. I know it's so sad. <laughs> there is hope. But yet God's hand was on David. And the and you guys know the story, if you do, that the prophet didn't stop until David showed up to the scene because he was the chosen one. So God's hand was on David. And that should encourage us because sometimes we could feel unseen, right? We could feel like, uh, they called everyone but my name. <laughs> I'm here. He's out there singing to the Lord, you know, probably rolling in the grass i don't know he was watching his sheep he was doing but god knew where to find him right and sometimes we feel like we're over here watching our sheep and we feel a little dirty and tired and no one pays attention but god sees us god really does and so you know the story that he was anointed as king but it would be a while before he actually would take on the position but in the meantime um the one of the first um i guess times when david arises to the scene that he became noticed is when there was the philistines were provoking and taunting the israelites and there have been many days where now a giant named by the name of goliath and the and the philistines they would mock them back and forth but i love this i love what david did and this is uh, we talked about david before but he truly was a man after god's own heart because He trusted the Lord all the way through. When it seemed illogical, when it seemed like it wasn't enough, when it seemed like all odds are against him, but yet he trusted the Lord. And I want to read, I'm going to read kind of a little bit because I I have some points that I want to make through it. But if you can turn with me to 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 40 through 50. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 40 through 50. If you have your Bible, let's open up to it because part of it is something I encourage you to do and I do on my own. Is it's okay to write on if if you feel comfortable writing notes on your on your Bible or if you have a, a notebook because these are things that the Lord may remind you to come back. You know, I'm 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 praying about some things in this season that the Lord's been reminding me, go back to that journal. What did I say 20 years ago? right? What did, what did I say to you right before the season started? What instructions and what did God point out to me? So I'm going back to some words that almost feel like they've laid dormant for a long time. And I'm, and I'm being prompted to lay it all out, put all those words that God's given me, all those instructions, all these words from, from his, you know, things that I caught. So God gives us instruction ahead of time. But it says in verse 40, it says, then, this is David. Then David took his staff in his hand. I want you guys to pay attention to this, and I'm going to probably point it out a few times. But pay attention to the word hand, okay? Pay attention to the word hand. Then he took his staff in his hand, and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook, and he put them in his shepherd's bag in a pouch which he had, and his sling was in his hand. And he drew near to the Philistine. So the Philistine came and began drawing near to David. This is the giant. This is Goliath. And the man who bore the shield went before him. And the Philistine looked around, looked about, and saw David. And he disdained him. Means He just gave him that look. For he was only a youth. Rudy and good-looking. All of us youth, Rudy and good-looking, be encouraged. <laughs> I feel like this really speaks to our youth, to our kids, to our grandkids, that we don't, let's not dismiss, especially the young at this age, because God, God's hand is on them. And it says, so the Philistine said to David, am I a dog that you would come to me with sticks? and the philistine cursed david by his god so basically he's looking at this young boy he says that he was a youth he was rough looking and good looking too <laughs> and it says that he looked at him and kind of looked at him like why are you coming to me with a stick obviously it's illogical right it's like you're coming to a giant who's a warrior fully dressed in armor and you're a shepherd boy with your little baggie next to you and your little you know uh stones that you're gonna throw a stone you know and your little sling and so he's mocking him and I want to encourage you there are things where the enemy right now in our minds is trying to mock us there are those strongholds right now that are standing up against us saying who do you think you are where do you think you come from? Because that's exactly what David faced, right? And you're like, but I've got five stones, and I've got a stick, and I'm going to hurt you. But you know what? Greater is he who is in you today than he who is in the world. So this, the Bible says that this is all for our learning, right? It's not just the storytelling. This is for our learning because we will face giants. We will face situations. We will face people that taunt us and say, Really, really like your God? Okay, I have gods. This because that's what he did. He cursed him, and we will find out what happened. And the Philistine said to David, "Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air. Sorry, boys <laughs> and ladies, <laughs> and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and of the beast." There are those situations that we are facing that will. Try to come and intimidate. This is called that spirit of intimidation of like, all right, go ahead, little guy, with your stones and your stakes, I will get rid of you. And so did that stop David? It did not. Then David said to the Philistine, this is where David is just, this is what blows me away. You come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin. So obviously David's not blinded to recognizing this dude is bad this dude can hurt me so he's not saying i don't care you know he's recognizing you do come with some stuff that could potentially kill me okay but he said but i come to you in the name of the lord of hosts the god of the armies of israel whom you have defied whoo that is david right here saying okay i get it you're tall you're big you've got your armor But this is who I come with. And this is what I feel like it has to be our righteous indignation for this hour. For whatever intimidation has tried to come or will come or is coming towards us. Because yes, those things that have tried to come against us, but we need to stand up just like David did with what would even seem insufficient. That he still, it's not like, okay, but all of a sudden now David came with the armor. No, in fact, he rejected an armor that did not belong to him. And he kept the stones and he kept the things that god had given him that he had trained him with and so when you have the word don't think well i just i'm gonna read a scripture and then be encouraged no we have to come at it and say all right this sickness all right this difficulty all right this situation all right this thing that's coming against my marriage this thing that's coming against my kids right and say, I come against you in the name of the Lord of the hosts, who you have defied. It has to be, you have to be anchored in that. You have to be anchored in that. And obviously, David didn't see himself in the eyes or the reflection that other people would have seen him, that he was mocked by his brothers. He saw himself as who God saw him in in that moment. And it says... um, the god of okay the god of hosts the armies the armies of israel whom you have to fight this day the lord will deliver you into my hand and i will strike you and take your head from you i won't go into all of that because i just want to be sensitive but to the young ones but you can keep reading and so obviously he's saying okay i'm coming to you but the Lord has delivered you. And I feel like there needs to be, we need to confront some things that have tried to come against us and say, okay, I acknowledge you. You have tried to come against me. Maybe it's generational. Maybe it's in this moment in, your, in our minds. Maybe it's things that even in society we're start, we could feel like we're being provoked or something. But it says, this day the Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will strike you. Okay, and then if we go over to verse 47. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, Let's go to the end of that. It says that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Again, it's for the glory of God. The victory in your life today is for the glory of God. Sometimes we want to be like, well, God, if it doesn't happen, no. (laughs) God is saying to all of us, God is saying to us today, that it is for God's glory. It is for his glory. Amen? Amen. And so in verse 47, then all the assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with the sword or spear, but for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into my hand. So it was when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David, then David hurried, catch this, and he ran away from the army. If you guys are reading, you'll catch it. No, he ran towards the army to meet the Philistines. Just because I had a moment, I was like, he, you mean he ran? Like, he ran to the giant? I was like, I mean, he didn't run away. Like, I picture, like, if I was in that situation, I'd be like, let's go. But instead, he was like, no, let's go. And that's a word for us today. Some, some of us, we found ourselves in places where, like, this is so scary. We're going to run away from this. We can't. There's no way. But God is saying to us today, run towards the giant run towards this thing that has been intimidating you that has been cursing you that has been speaking against you that has been speaking against God and run towards it okay so he says that he run towards the army to meet the Philistine then David put his hand in his bag and took out a stone and he slung it and stu- struck the Philistine in his forehead so that the stone sank in his uh in his forehead and he fell on his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone, listen to this part, and struck the Philistine and killed him. Pay attention to this because I feel like the Lord pointed this to me today. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Oh, I felt like the Lord wanted to remind us, I've given you what you need, and I will give you the victory with what I have given you. Because he made a point to let us know at the end, no, 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 I didn't somehow all of a sudden, well, I'll just sneak a sword in there. No, he said, there was no sword in the hand of David, but what did he have in his hand, right? He had the sling, he had um, the stone. And so it didn't like, okay, all of a sudden, you know, David became a ninja and then he took him down. No, he was still a boy, and so I, I feel like, even as we're closing in just a minute here, I want to speak that word over us, that we would not be discouraged But what, what we don't have, because David never stopped and said, all right, I could do this, but I don't have a sword. Oh, I can't, no, God, I'm, I'm not going to run to this guy until you give me a sword. No, he knew that it wasn't going to be the stone. It wasn't going to be the sling that took down the giant, obviously, right? It, I mean, it, it would, mathematically, it would have had to have been a miracle. But it was that when he threw the, uh, the stone and the sling, God's power came through with that. It, it came through with his audish, uh, audacious <laughs> trust in who God was and to also give a name to the Lord, right? And so this morning, I feel like let's receive this word of what has God given us in our hand what has God already given us right what instruction has he already given us to win this victory and they may be so simple that we might have missed it and maybe in these months because of all the noise going around us it may have already it may have been something that we've dismissed because it's so illogical right If you're like a sling and a a stone, it just doesn't make sense. Let's put it away. That's embarrassing. But let's take that on and say, no, we will win because God's with us. And if he's with us, who could be against us? And we're we're not going to depend on, well, when when we get upgraded and we get the sword. No, God has given us everything we need. And he wants breakthrough and he wants victory for our lives. He wants us to get that catch that will, oh, that will just be exceedingly abundant. And I'm not just talking financially. But if that does translate financially, yes, amen. But also, if he was like, hey, I want to make you so abundantly blessed spiritually, emotionally, physically, uh, financially, that it will be a problem to throw some over there, to, you know, to give here, to, to go bless other families. Because we're not going to be in lack. We, God wants us to be exceedingly abundantly more than blessed in our souls, right? In our hearts, in our emotions. That when people come to us, we're not like, okay, please don't come talk to me. Nope, I don't, nope, I, I, I'm going to keep walking. We're like, hi, I'm here because I've, I've got victory and I can talk to you about it. But when I'm a little, I, when I'm not in victory, I'm like, I can't help you. I'm sorry. So I feel like this morning, let's stand to our feet. And let's just respond to the Lord of what is he saying to us? What is he reminded? Because I bet you what? I bet you that this. I don't know what God's given you. You know what God's given you. And maybe the Lord's reminded you. But I just know that he is enough. Can we say that this morning? Can we say he is enough? His power is enough, right? (laughs) His power is enough. His wisdom is enough, right? His word is enough. His truth is enough for me. And even this morning, let's proclaim that because maybe we've dismissed it. Maybe we've put it off to the side because it's like, that's not enough. Right? Maybe we failed at at it. We've been discouraged. But I believe the Lord's wanting to pick us up, fill us with courage, strengthen our hearts, remind us of who He is, remind us of who we are and what He's given us. And let's go at it again. And let's see breakthrough in our families. Let's see his promises come to pass in Jesus' name. So, Lord, this morning, as we are reminded that you have made us well able, whether it's to do well at school, to do well at our job, to be exceedingly abundant, God, in our in our marriages, with our kids, with our neighbors God that you want us to prosper that you want us to be in a place where we can draw people to you because people can see your glory in our lives God help us to be faithful help us to be trusting of you that when you say and tell us to do something that maybe not makes sense that we would trust you and we would hear those words that says whatever he does whatever he says to you do it the Lord is saying to you, whatever I tell you, do it because I've got victory right behind it. I've got breakthrough right behind it. I've got peace right behind it. I've got healing right behind it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for your word, Lord. We thank you that your word is a lamp our feet and a light to our path Lord and that's not just a symbolic thing that truly is that we will not stumble we will have light we will have a clear path as we step in it God that we won't fail because you're with us Lord and I speak courage to our hearts this morning wherever courage had been drained again. Lord, where we have seen giants and we've ran the other way, God, may you fill us with courage to run towards them, God, to run towards them. May you help us see that what you've given us is enough because you're with us. Thank you, Lord. Tune in our ears this week, Lord, that we would walk differently, that we would have confidence again. That are coming, Lord. Thank you for the miracles, just like that miracle of the wine, the water turning into wine. Thank you for miracles in our businesses, in our finances, God, in our health, that it will give glory to you in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. Let's just begin to thank Him because that's an act of faith. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for victory thank you for breakthrough we thank you that you're not you're always with us that we're not alone we thank you lord we thank you for our children coming back to you thank you lord we thank you every day lord we thank you every day we praise you lord you have made us well able